This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Today, a new executive director of Ag in the Classroom Canada has been announced. Provincial Agriculture Minister David Merritt shared his thoughts on the recent opening of a new sow processing facility in Moose Jaw. And we'll hear from a couple market analysts on fertilizer affordability, as well as what's happening in China. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. Ag in the Classroom Canada has a new executive director, Matthew Rouleau grew up on a dairy, cash crop, and maple syrup farm in southwestern Quebec and graduated with a bachelor's degree in agricultural economics, agricultural business, and agronomy from McGill University. Graduated and uh, became an agronome, so an agronomist in uh, Quebec. And I worked in the finance industry for uh, many years while co-founding the uh, Agriculture in the Classroom Quebec uh, under the name of Ecole uh, over that time. And uh, so I uh, have been involved in the agricultural in the classroom initiatives across uh, Canada uh, since uh, we're a member of agriculture in the classroom of Canada in Quebec. And so uh, a lot of the initiatives uh, we do at a provincial scale, now I'm jumping on to uh, bring together all of Canada and all 10 member organizations as we have a really cool country with lots of diversity in agriculture. With that kind of a background, Rouleau says he likes to keep busy and learn new things, which is perfect for the new role. Very important in the role of executive director to be able to uh, have had multiple hats, to be able to get multiple perspectives and also to be able to collaborate with uh, many uh, people. And Agnes Oxford Canada is an organization that collaborates with the industry, with the educators, with our provinces. And so uh, it's very important. And I hope to continue to uh, build off of all the existing partnerships and collaborations that we have. His vision for the organization is to be involved in every aspect of the agriculture industry. Well, agriculture and classroom Canada, you go back 30 years, Everybody had a link to agriculture because it was your uncle, your grandfather. Well, now today we're like three, four generations removed uh, across country. The population is growing and our food industry needs to uh, produce uh, with a lot more restrictions, big climate change, labor shortage and everything like that. And so my vision for Ag in the Classroom is we have to be part of every uh, aspect of We impact the economy. We're building the future labor force. We need to start talking about where our food comes from at a very young age. And so with our programming being from K to 12 right now, it's very crucial to have agricultural 
youth experiences every school year so that they can have that access, but also they can understand a little bit more of all the science and all the work that goes behind it. And so we're 10 organizations representing all the provinces. We're in talks with the territories to be able to really have a complete uh, spectrum. And we're also trying to do that by including uh, diversity, representation, different walks of life so that everybody can see themselves in agriculture, in the food industry, to be able to be part of the one in eight jobs across Canada. Rilo takes over from Sarah Shimko, who was the leader on an interim basis. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt's thoughts on a new pork processing facility in Moose Jaw. Keep it here. We'll be back right after this. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. Saskatchewan's agriculture minister says the opening of a new call cell processing plant at Moose Jaw will add to the tax base that helps pay for such things as the construction of new schools, new hospitals, and new highways in the province. Last month, North 49 Foods, a subsidiary of British Columbia-based Donald's Fine Foods, officially opened its new federally inspected cell processing facility at Moose Jaw. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt is pleased to see it. Well, obviously for the province, it's great news. Um, my understanding is, is this the first pork facility solder plant that's built in Western Canada in 12 years. Uh, I've got to know uh, Donald real well and his, and his wife, Julie, and, and uh, I really do want to thank him for making the investment here in Saskatchewan. But what it really means to the pork industry, and I didn't know this before, especially with the sow market, that they were all heading to the United States before. That's where they were going. So to see a plant here, I think really what it does, it allows the producers an opportunity now to market where they're not going to be paying a big trucking cost and then they still be able to obviously see some return on it. So, um, but what it means to the province is obviously another company, more employees, a lot of people working. Obviously, they're going to be buying homes, they're going to be buying vehicles, they're going to be doing everything. Uh, and then we're going to see, my understanding is when, when it hits peak production, 250,000 sows that won't be going across the border that will be in production here. He talks about the Saskatchewan government's role in bringing the new plant to Moose Jaw. Well, I, I guess probably our big, uh, biggest significant role was our investment attraction on the value-added processing, what we did. And then when we had some discussions with Donald and, and really trying to have the discussion around African swine fever, we had to have a, a cull line that if we ever had to do something, we had to have a mechanism to do that through a facility. So we worked with Donald Fine Foods and actually now have that line there so that if we do have a, to do a math uh, euthanization, we have the facility to do it. So the, the province, along with SAS Pork, uh, put in a million dollars to help do that. So that was, uh, that was important for us. And it was important for Donald Fine Foods, too. They really wanted to do it when they were doing the changeover and the facilitate. It was easier to do it now than to try and do it later on. So uh, it was very important. But I think the biggest thing was the investment attraction side that we have for value-added processing really is going to help them. Merritt says the new jobs created by the plant will help out Saskatchewan's economy in the long run. Well, it's obviously big. It's all part of our growth strategy where we really want to see the value-added processing increase in the province of Saskatchewan. The pork industry is big, is a big industry here in the province. We still see a mass exodus of hogs 
uh, obviously to the United States with ISO Weens, but even on the slaughter side to Maple Leaf in uh, in Brandon and also in in Manitoba. We have uh, you know we have Donald Fine Foods with their processing plant in Musha. This adds to that, but really where it really helps is you look at a community like Musha. And now, you know, uh, whether this uh, facility ramps up to 80 people or 100 people or whatever the case may be, it's going to have a spinoff. It's going to have a spinoff for industry, for the trucking side, for all sides and aspects of it. And I think we don't know that full amount yet, but it's going to be significant to the community, not just the community of uh, Musha, but to the province as a whole. As I said, it's going to improve on the tax base. We're going to have taxpayers paying. And, I mean, how do we build schools? How do we build hospitals? How do we build highways? It's through, you know, uh, uh, people paying income tax in the province of Saskatchewan just allows us that opportunity to do more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop, head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. A federal program designed to help Canadian ag products make their way around the world is receiving government support. Agriculture and Agri-Food Minister Lawrence McCauley announced more than $23 million in funding for the Agri-Marketing Program. The program, available through the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership, supports the ag sector as it works to increase and diversify international exports and take advantage of domestic opportunities. When Macaulay became Ag Minister in 2015, Canada's annual ag exports were about $56 billion. In 2022, Canada exported almost $93 billion of agriculture and fish products. The minister made the announcement in Seoul, South Korea, as part of a trip to Asia that included stops in Vietnam and Japan. Representatives from more than 160 organizations, including 17 from the ag sector, also attended the trip. Amid falling crude oil prices, canola prices are staying strong, largely due to the Chicago soy complex. That's according to Errol Anderson of ProMarket Communications, who has been impressed with canola's recent rise. The January contract on ice futures was as low as $672 per metric ton on November 2nd, before rising to a week-long high of $709.50 five days later, and eventually closing at $699.30 yesterday. He says we've gained about $30 per metric ton, and this has really been stimulated by the recovery in soybeans. Anderson notes the beans have also broken a near-term downtrend, so canola has been largely pulled up. The support for canola has been timely, considering crude oil prices have dropped to about $75 U.S. per barrel for West Texas Intermediate and $80 U.S. for Brent due to economic concerns. Avian flu is spreading rapidly through British Columbia poultry farms, including half a dozen diagnosed in commercial flocks this week alone. The fall migration of wild birds is considered the primary cause of infection for BC's commercial and backyard operations. BC's chief veterinarian, 
issued two orders last month to try to stop the disease from spreading, telling farmers to keep their birds indoors and stopping markets and auctions. Since October 20th, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency shows there have been 16 confirmed cases of the highly virulent H5N1 virus. The B.C. Agriculture Ministry says once a positive test is confirmed, the flock is quarantined, culled, and then disposed of. The ministry says farmers need to remain vigilant despite the preventative measures put in place and any sick or dead bird should be reported through the province's wild bird surveillance hotline. A divided U.S. federal appeals court says California cannot require businesses to warn consumers about the potential dangers of glyphosate, an ingredient in Roundup herbicide that has been linked to cancer. Upholding a permanent injunction, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco found it unconstitutional to force Bayer's Monsanto unit, which makes Roundup and other agricultural businesses, to provide California's proposed carcinogen warnings under a state law known as Proposition 65. Bayer called the decision a strong blow against compelled warnings for Roundup that are not supported by science, and will be important in the company's ongoing personal injury litigation. California's original warnings linked glyphosate to cancer. A revised warning proposed last year referred to findings in 2015 by the International Agency for Research on Cancer, the France-based Specialized Cancer Agency of the World Health Organization, that glyphosate was probably carcinogenic to humans. There remains little doubt that Brazil's corn second crop will be smaller than initially anticipated. That's according to Dr. Michael Cordonier of Soybean and Corn Advisor Incorporated. He chalked up most of that due to conditions being too dry and too wet for the planting of Brazil's soybean crop depending on the region. Cordonier says the situation in east-central and northeastern Brazil continues to be below normal rainfall and it has slowed down the soybean planting. In southern Brazil, he says it's just the opposite. They've had very heavy rains. Cordonier says they've had unbelievable amounts of rain in September and October. He says there's been a few dry days so far in November, but more rain was forecast. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, periods of snow ending this afternoon, then cloudy and a slight 30% chance of flurries later on. Winds from the northwest at 30 kilometers an hour, then becoming light. Temperature falling to minus 3 this afternoon. Tonight, cloudy and the 30% chance of flurries is there. A low of minus 12, but with the wind chill uh, surprisingly going down to minus 7 this evening and then up a little bit to minus 18 overnight. Tomorrow, clearing up near noon. High of minus 6 degrees with the wind chill, minus 18 in the morning, and down to minus 12 in the afternoon. Tomorrow's low, minus 7. Sunshine for Saturday, high of, zero, high of 0, excuse me. The low is the same temperature, 0 degrees. Sunday, sunshine, high of plus 1, the low minus 5. 
Monday, partly cloudy, high of plus 2, low minus 1. Tuesday, sunny, high of 9 degrees, low minus 3. And then Wednesday, sunshine, high of plus 5. Normal highs for the period are at 0. Normal lows, minus 10. Sun rose at 8.03 this morning. Sun will set at around 5.21 later this afternoon. Around the province in Estevan, Swift Current, Weyburn, and Yorkton all sitting at 0. Saskatoon, minus 1. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at 4.3 degrees. Cool spot in Stony Rapids at minus 10.3 degrees. In Regina, some light snow coming down. Northwest wind at 27 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 91%. Temperature minus 2 degrees or 29 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.4 and rising. In Moose Jaw, cloudy west wind at 28 to 37 kilometers an hour. Temperature also minus 2. Again in Regina, light snow. Northwest wind at 27 kilometers an hour. Temperature minus 2. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Global Fertilizer Affordability Index has substantially improved since the beginning of the Russia-Ukraine war. In the spring of 2022, the index was at its least affordable point since 2008. Since that time, the numbers have turned around in favor of the producer, according to Samuel Taylor, a farm input analyst with Rabobank. But fertilizer prices are still materially lower on a year-over-year basis in the North American market. So on a year-over-year basis, you'd point to ammonia being down 50%. Phosphates are down a little less than that, but they're still down in the low teens. Potash prices being down 44% year-over-year. From a cost structure standpoint, there is some positive elements that you can point to from a grower. The improved fertilizer index should lead to more producer purchases. We see a lot of bounce back in actual demand. I think we're penciling in a 4.85% increase in fertilizer demand volume in the 2024 season as farmers look to replenish their soil and adjust. So for the corporates out there, it's much more of a shift from margin to volume as we look at it. Uh, but we see a positive dynamic across the globe in many of the areas. While the Russia-Ukraine war caused an increase in fertilizer prices early last year, Taylor is not sure what is going to happen as Israel invades Gaza. Israel has some influence in the potash market, according uh, counting rather for about 7% of global production. As far as we're aware, they are functioning as normal. Uh, exporting, I was messaging with the, um, the big players in Israel the day of, the day after. Everything still seems to be functioning and flowing. However, within the context of quite a large mobilization, there is the risk, I think, in the future that there could be some disruptions to logistics, to manufacturing, but there's nothing to report of soon. That is just a kind of a scenario which I think we have to factor in. On the phosphate side, they're much less of a significant player. Samuel Taylor is a farm input analyst with Rabobank. His comments come from a webinar in late October. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up after the break is uh, we're going to hear from another analyst, this time talking about the what's happening in China. 
You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town number yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. A longtime market analyst in Alberta has been keeping his eye on China. This week we saw crude oil prices plummet below $78 a barrel for the first time since the summer. Errol Anderson was asked why that is. We've seen uh, crude uh, lose uh, $15 a barrel this past month, but the big drop uh, was uh, early this week. The key has been um, uh, China and their uh, uh, recession that they're in right now and their demand is going down. Also, the U.S. dollar has been moving higher, so that's uh, that's contributed. But the support, we believe, was at $80, and uh, crude did break down below that. And we saw it uh, actually uh, move down below 76. Now, the key support, as I believe, is about 73.50 right now. Whether it'll test it on this run, I don't know. Um, but if we do see a rebound, uh, I'm not sure it's going to hold very well uh, because the demand side is starting to fade. So that's uh, impacted the Canadian dollar. The Canadian dollar continues to uh, falter. Uh, the support right now, we're around 72.50. Uh, the major support on the Canadian dollar, I believe, is around 72 cents. And um, the U.S. dollar uh, has firmed up slightly. And the reason for that is uh, we've we've uh, the Fed continues to be hawkish about uh, raising rates still, so that supported the dollar, but the U.S. mortgages uh, are dropping. So we've got a real mix of events right now. Uh, the crude oil is probably the big event, but overall, I'm sensing a real defla- deflationary mood in the commodity world. That's longtime market analyst Errol Anderson. Coming up next is today's market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $6.90 to 6.4302. Number one red spring wheat is down $3.59 at 3.3248. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 4.7372. Feed barley 2.6258. Chickpeas 12.1253. Flax 64104, lentils 77750, oats 303.32, yellow peas 40189, feed wheat 23546. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down three and three quarter cents at seven dollars and thirty one and three quarter cents a bushel. Next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of November the 8th. The weather this week, not very good to haul cattle, but still managed to get 25.20 in the short, 300 cows and bulls, a total of 28.20 for the day. Cows were five lower and bulls were two to three lower. D1, D2 cows, 128 to 138, sales to 140, 141, D3 cows, 120 to 128. 
Lots of older, thinner, weaker and blemished cows showing up, which is a good thing before the cold weather sets in. These cows are bringing anywhere from 77 to 110. Cows are averaging 123. From that good foam lake area, 1,500-pound cows topped out at 150. Good bulls, 142 to 152. Sales to 161 to 162. Bulls are averaging 148. From our good Melva area here, 2,100-pound exotic bull topped out at 167. A job well done there. On to the pre-short sale. These feeders are selling under pressure to lower. 420-pound tan steers, 456. 500-pound black steers, 425. 575-pound steers, 395. The 650s at 365. My favorite pen, 710-pound black steers, 340. The 780s at 330. And 850-pound steers at 324. On to the heifers. 420-pound red Angus heifers at 378. 500-pound tan heifers at 333, the 575-pound heifers 331, the 650s at 318, and 710-pound heifers at 287. We had some yearling heifers here, 840-pound yearling heifers at 286, and 950-pound heifers at 262. Highlight of the morning, a package of red Angus steers at 425 pounds topped out at 459. And 54 black heifers, 500 pounds, they topped out at 344. If anyone is interested, last Saturday at Harvest Showdown and at the commercial bread heifer sale, the Grand Champion Pen of Three sold for $4,100, and 55 bread heifers averaged 3360 That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. Enjoy the Remembrance Day holiday, everyone. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. The latest pork prices are at $193.27 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The CEO of Air Canada has apologized for the airline's accessibility shortfalls. Michael Rousseau says the carrier is rolling out new measures to improve travel for passengers with a disability. The measures range from establishing a customer accessibility director to consistently boarding passengers who request lift assistance first, as well as implementing annual accessibility training for its employees. Statistics Canada has found that about 60% of the 2.2 million people with disabilities who used federally regulated transportation in 2019 and 2020 faced a barrier. Canadian Tire plans to cut about 3% of its workforce in its fourth quarter as it faces softening consumer demand. In addition, the retailer says it won't fill the majority of its current job vacancies, which will result in another 3% reduction. Canadian Tire Canadian Tire says it expects to take a charge of between $20 million and $25 million in its fourth quarter in connection with the decision. The announcement of the cuts came as Canadian Tire raised its quarterly dividend and reported a loss in its latest quarter. On the markets, the TSX is up 230 points, 19,760. The Dow is down 17 points to 34,094. Oil is up 81 cents at $76.14 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 72.60 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. 
Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's going to be Thursday's edition of SaskGag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.